This is Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on your official home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Welcome to the program, a Friday edition of Sportsnet Today, a special edition of the program on Calgary Flames Locker Cleanout Day, wall-to-wall coverage of the end-of-season media availabilities for players, coaches, maybe the GM. The morning's been busy already at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome and will continue to be busy as players grab their things for the summer, finish exit interviews with the coaching staff, with management, and we will have it all for you right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. We'll chat with Peter Labardius in just moments. His thoughts on what is always an interesting day for every team around the league. Already on this Friday, a number of non-playoff teams across the NHL making major changes. Pittsburgh and Anaheim have made some moves. We'll talk about that a little bit later on, but it's uh, a clear sign that the offseason has begun for many teams. And uh, as we are into the last day of the NHL's regular season, it's uh, time for many teams to start looking forward to either the playoffs or plans for the offseason. And as we know here in Calgary, uh, it is the latter, and we'll have it all for you here. We've already heard from Elias Lindholm, Michael Backlund, Chris Tanev, Tyler Toffoli. That's just a number of guys we'll hear from coming up shortly. We'll try to bring you as much of it live from the Scotiabank Saddle Dome as we can this afternoon. Our own Pat Steinberg is at the Dome, getting everything ready for you. We'll have some joint coverage uh, between Sportsnet today and Flamestock a little bit later on as there's just a lot to do on this busy day. Here in the city of Calgary, I've got my outstanding production team ready to bring it to you here uh, with Cam and Taylor. But let's kick things off like we always do on Sportsnet today. doesn't matter if it's lock or clean out day. We start things off with a little bit of Lou. Time to chat with Peter Labardius, the color voice of the Calgary Flames here on Sportsnet 960, the fan. He comes to you every single day, courtesy of the Gemini Group Home Renovations. They know your home renovation should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference. They're now offering air miles, reward miles. Visit them at thegeminigroup.ca. Good afternoon, Peter. How are we? I am good. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, always an interesting day uh, when these days come upon, especially when they're early on uh, before the playoffs even begin. You know it's usually a sign that the season hasn't gone the way you would have hoped, and uh, we know that's the case here in Calgary, and already uh, lots of interesting tidbits coming out of locker cleanout day. Well, there is, but I want to be more specific than that. So you'll have all afternoon to listen to the players, their reactions. In some ways, I still haven't heard the answer as to why they don't think it fit, why it didn't work. Um we know about the one goal losses. We know about the overtimes. 
Um, and I'm not saying that hasn't come out today because I'm not sure that until you have some time to really think about it, you can come up with an answer. But it's not about the players for me today except one, and I'll get there in a second. But the owner of this hockey team, Murray Edwards, who has poured his heart and soul into not only this franchise, but the community. And he's a brilliant man. You cannot do what he has done in business if you are not brilliant. And I have never spent five minutes with him. In fact, I'm not even, I I know because he's a brilliant guy. I'm sure he's listened every once in a while. He might know who I am. He's walked by the hot stove, but I don't know him. And so it's always hard for me to comment in some respects about people I don't know. So then the only thing I can do is say this. This franchise is very much at a crossroads, but I'm not sure, Logan, it is anymore. And the guy who holds the cards and makes the decisions is Murray. Now, as Eric Francis spoke on this radio station, maybe even more than once, and even on his own show, he reached out to Murray Edwards this week. Murray has never been someone who has been comfortable. He has never talked in front of the media. So it's one of the reasons I don't know him. And I don't know what he's thinking. But if you don't know what somebody's thinking, then I do have the ability to assess in some of the moves and the people that in my time here, he has empowered and given the keys to the car. So I'm not saying this is the reason the season didn't work, but I do think it played a factor. And so from everything I've gleaned and even the fact that Elliot, who I have great and utter respect for talking about Friedman, Logan, did I not read or hear last night that there is speculation that Craig Conroy and Don Maloney have potentially been extended. That was out there. I don't believe that's correct, though, Lou. You don't? No. And how come? Um, From a few people I've heard, that was news to those two gentlemen. Okay. So that might change this a little bit. Because in some ways, when it comes from Elliot in part, who not only does a great job and is as good as, to me, there's really three people in the country, maybe four, that I have utter respect for in terms of their ability to be true insiders, which I am not mm-hmm. and have never pretended to be. No. Ever. So, but in terms of the Calgary Flames... When Murray Edwards extended Daryl Sutter, and I have it through pretty good sources that the general manager, Brad Treleving, also had an opportunity at that point to move into an extension area. But that didn't happen. Now, I haven't talked to Brad about it. Um, I have observed the situation 
and you know, I observe every situation. So I think when it's all said and done and it breaks my heart, I'm not going to tell you anything else. I would work for Brad Treleving in one minute, one, one. And I will also tell you this. If I knew exactly where I stood with the current head coach, I would work for him and with him in one minute as well. I just happen to know in my mind one person as a person better than the other, even though I've been around the other person for much longer. But I just, the one thing I don't see there, Logan, and I never have, is I don't see two people with similar philosophies in terms of how they go about their business with people. I don't. And I think it's really important. Listen, you have to have the ability. You're not getting anywhere in business in any kind of team. It's not about one guy having the power. It's about your ability to get together as a team. And frankly, if I've learned anything the last eight or nine years of my life, it's about deciding whether you fit or if you don't. And generally, your bosses will make that decision for you, whether you want them to or not. Because they're going to empower people, they're going to give people the keys, and they're going to do it because those are hard decisions. I don't know exactly what's going to happen here. I don't. I tell you. And I may be proven dead wrong. And I'm okay with that. I'm wrong a lot. But my assessments usually aren't too far away from the truth. The only way this continues to work and get better on the ice and off the ice is that the way business is done gets to a better place amongst the most important people. And that's going to require change. Not just with personnel, but potentially the people in power, and Murray is in power. This is his team with his fine group of owners. What do you want? Who do you believe in? And generally, you find out in any business, including ours, in two ways. Do you get paid? And are you empowered? That's how you know. And I think that's where we're at with this team. And I don't foresee a situation. And based on what I've seen in my 15 years here, nothing would add up that would suggest that Daryl is not going to be at least in the same place going forward. And even in listening to the players today talk about it, and everybody was asked, is there an issue with Daryl? Well, first of all, can you really tell the truth in their position if you plan to stay? Not really. No, you cannot. You can't. 
So I I have so much respect and admiration for two guys who I think not a power struggle, not that they don't have incredible value. I just don't feel that they're on the same page in terms of how they deal with people. And I just don't know how long you can operate when that's the case. And that I can speak to. Because in 39 years in this business, I've seen the best of times and I've seen some hard times. And what I know is team still wins. And you can play with really good people on your team. But if everybody isn't pulling in the same direction, you're not going to get to where you want to go. And that's how I see this situation, no matter how it plays itself out. And I might be dead wrong. I'm not, Daryl's not giving me those answers. Brad's not giving me those answers. And I haven't really asked. Because my job is to assess the situation. And really, as a color analyst of the Calgary Flames on the radio, it's my job to assess hockey and the people that play it. But I love it. And I love the study. I've never loved the study of people more than I do today. To the point where I know right now there's people listening. And frankly, if it's not for you, that's fine too. There's a lot of people that can tell you what. It's about the why for me. Why it works. Why it didn't work. Why people do the things that they do. That's my motivation. And so that is my assessment based on what I think potentially happens here going forward. Uh, like you mentioned, we're not going to get too far into the player side of things. We'll have uh, all afternoon to uh, to dissect that here on the show. But uh, one answer. you have any thoughts, Logan, on what I just <laughs> the, wrote on the table? Lou, the only thing I would say, because I, I think you said it brilliantly, um, the main part for me that you said that sticks out the most is the, the line you just said about everybody pulling on the rope in the same direction. I think that to me is... Whether anybody said that or not, or comes out today and says that or not, that's what needs to happen. And that's until that happens, you're spinning your tires and you're just you're making it harder on yourself for whatever reason. And as hard as it might be to make decisions financially or personally, whatever, until that's the case, you're you're playing from behind. So right. that's and you know what else? The other part is I'm also not saying that with the same people and with the same players, it can't work. What I'm saying is people have to be prepared to do it different. 100%. Are you? And you know what? If you're not, that's fine. Because if you don't believe, no matter what the job is, what your role is, it's not going to work. You can't be at your best. And, and this is also a very emotional time. It's an emotional time for owners. 
it's an emotional time for John Bean, who I've known since I was in grade nine. We're not friends. We're acquaintances. Um, I've been lucky enough to get to know John in a number of meetings in the last two or three years. It's a smart, motivated, caring man. That's what I know about John B. And that's who he was in grade, grade nine at Evan Hardy High, grade 12, when I was in a circle of people that included him. And I don't really see anything different now, except he's been incredibly successful. And probably there's a lot of days, Logan, why he wonders why he does the job. With all that it entails, all the people he has to manage. So this isn't about this isn't about who I like or who I don't like. It's about trying to fit the puzzle pieces together. And that's the part for me that's hard. There's good people here. There's amazing people here. But it, for me it's broken a little bit. And we'll see how Murray decides to empower and how he and the ownership group are comfortable going forward with at a very crossroads time for this organization, its team, some of its players, where the keys to the cargo. Uh, like we said, not getting into too much of the distinct player stuff today. We'll have lots of time to, to go through that and hear what every guy had to say and, and what caught our attention. But Lou, there was one specific oh, yeah. answer from, uh, one gentleman in particular that caught your ear today. Uh, we'll talk about it now and I'll play it for you. This is Michael Backlund, uh, speaking with the media for the final time at locker cleanout day, asked about his future. In Calgary, as he'll be eligible to sign a contract extension coming up this summer, and uh, this is, with the pauses, with the timing, everything, this is uh, Michael's reaction and answer to that question today. Uh, it's kind of, um, we'll see what happens. Um, um, I, I mean, I've I been here for a long time, and I love Calgary. I love this organization. Um, uh but um, the way year we had, uh, I'm 34 years old. Uh, I want to win the Stanley Cup, and uh, you know, um, I uh, so uh, I don't know this summer uh, what's going to happen. Um, if they even if they even if they offer us anything or me, um, uh, you know, I might want to see what this group can do before I make a decision. Does that sound to you like a guy who's completely bought in on what's coming next? Uh, no. Does that concern you? It does. It should. That pause at the beginning, like usually we, you know, tighten up audio in the biz as we talk about Lou, but there was no way I was keeping that pause out of there because that was as much part of the answer as anything. And, you, and it was very well done because you're right what wasn't said off the hop is maybe equally as important as what was. And so you think about the Michael Backlund story. You think about him being here for 900 plus games. 
think about his journey going all the way back to draft day of the year 2007. You think about the situation of who he is, what he's about, what matters to him, and what he represents not only as a player but as a human. That wasn't good today. That, to me, more than anything I have heard on this radio station that I have read, Logan kind of confirms to me exactly the first part. It's broken. It can be fixed. But for Michael Backlund, who was drafted by Daryl, coached, managed. After his investment here in his life and this team and this community, he's not sure he can win here. And he wants to win. And there is nobody better to assess it than him. No one. No one. So if he needs to still be sold, or if he is not feeling valued, that to me says a lot. Yeah. In fact, nothing, I will not hear anything today from anyone that impacts me more. Uh, He doesn't want to be anywhere else. No. He's never wanted to be anywhere else. He's given his heart and soul. He is an incredible person. One of the finest professional athletes in almost four decades of doing this job. He is a good teammate. And he cares deeply about people. And he's fed up. He's not going to say it like that because he won't. But I can. And again, I might be dead wrong. I don't think I am. Uh, Lou, before we say goodbye. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say we got uh, one more piece of business to get to today. Uh, We do it every Friday and we'll continue doing it while we... uh, continue our hits the next couple of weeks and that's uh another edition of what does lou say here on a friday uh lou joins us every day of course as you know but on fridays we have a 200 gift card to our friends at Roos chris steakhouse to give away you go to sportsnet.ca slash 960 submit your question under the contest tab uh go to what does lou say and if we answer your question on a friday like we are with jen's question you could win that $200 to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Uh, what does Lou say? Brought to you by Roos Chris Steakhouse. Now open Tuesday to Sunday at 5 p.m. The perfect place to indulge before the game. Enjoy prime steak, broiled to perfection, and serve sizzling on a 500-degree plate. Lou, our question from Jen today is, uh, is this. I've been thinking the Flames don't have many great prospects in the cupboard, but I'm slowly changing my tune on that. They now have Wolf, Pelche, Coronado, Zeri, Dewar, Amongst others, who are you most excited about of the group? And are there any dark horses, Lou, that the average fan might not know much about? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
who am I the most excited about? I would say with the sample size, I'm still the most excited about Jacob Elche. I have great belief in not only the player, but the person and his energy. He's an infectious human. Those people don't grow on trees. They don't. They're important. And even after all his absence, what did he do the other night in the final game? He gave you his best version of him. There is not a person in this sport, world junior, under 18s, Al Miller, who's the head scout of Hockey Canada, Scott Salmon, Andre Turnier, Mitch Love, Jason LaBarbera, and others that I have talked to about Jacob Pelche that does not only see great value in the player, great value in the person. So I'm most excited about him. I liked what I saw in Matt Coronado, but it's one game. So I can't take it too much farther. So I've seen him in person now six to five times. It's not enough. Not enough for me personally. Jeremy Poirier might be the most interesting guy in the system. He has incredible offensive upside. He has the offensive upside, and he's only 20 years old, having a fine year with the Calgary Wranglers. His recent all-rookie team nomination would tell you that. He has puck skills that very few that I've seen come through the ranks, especially the junior ranks. They're elite. But he still needs to get way better at the things. And he's made some strides this year. Because in the NHL, unless you're Kale McCarr or an Eric Carlson type, you have to check. And there are strides. But I'm excited about him because in all the time I've been here, I'm not sure that they've had a defenseman who was made to run a power play. And he's not there yet. In fact, he might still be a couple of years away. And again, depending who's in charge and their philosophy going forward. So he's a guy that I will be uh, keeping close tabs on and I've watched a lot and I see progress not perfection it's not for sure in my mind but I do see someone with a skill set in the organization in a position that may be incredibly important here going forward Jen, thanks so much for your question. Really do appreciate it. You can send your question in at sportsnet.ca slash 960. Go to the contest tab, hit what does Lou say. Ask Lou a question. If we answer yours next Friday, you could be the next winner of a $200 gift card to go visit our friends at Bruce Chris Steakhouse. Lou, have yourself an excellent weekend, pal. We'll chat with you again on Monday, hey? Have a great weekend, everybody. Be safe, take care, and if the weather continues to be nice, enjoy it. 
Bye, everybody. There you go. Peter Labardi. It's the color voice of the Calgary Flames joining us here on Sportsnet today. He does so every day to kick off the program. Brought to you by our good friends at the Gemini Group Home Renovations. They know your home renovation should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home that Gemini difference. Now offering air miles, reward miles. Visit them at thegeminigroup.ca. Uh, Producer Cam, are we still in the midst of media veils at the Dome right now? We are. Uh, okay, we're going to head uh, live to the Scotiabank Saddle Dome right now. Uh, continuing uh, coverage from Flames Locker Cleanout Day. I believe Nikita Zadorov uh, addressing the media right now. Here's uh, Nikita live at the Saddle Dome. Last year, the, we had like 10 guys with the broken bones in the playoffs, right? So, uh, um, I mean, it's a part of the game. I think we've been... Uh, there's lots of professionalism in our group for sure, and I think that helps to stay healthy. Um, not going to lose. Hopefully, it will keep going like that for sure. Nikita, the uh, the offensive totals for you, the, they doubled uh, your career high in goals. Did you, did you know that was there? Like, is that uh, something that you've been waiting to to show? Well, I mean, I feel like when I was drafting, was getting drafted, I was. They were categorizing me as the two-way defenseman. So I think it was definitely was there. I was on power play in London. I was on power play my first two years in Buffalo. I was on power play and my first year in Colorado as well. I think it, it, little bit, it changed a little bit. You know, you get some different coaches through your career who, like, asking you to do different roles. So and then I had a couple uh, injuries for sure. I think would kind of stop me from, like, kind of it helped me, like, being more, like, simple player. But I think now it's kind of coming back again. You know, I, th- I think I have enough skill to be two-way defenseman in this league, and I think I proved it this year for sure. Well, talked about it before. What affected having Daryl as your coach last season, and what did he unlock of you uh, in Calgary? Just the the little things, like what kind of helped me to play better hockey. I think the preparation was the biggest mistake for me. I was young. I wasn't like taking care of myself, preparing myself. You know, like it takes time to. Learn defensemen. It takes time to like. Not every defenseman can come and play really good at 20 years old. For some guys, it takes time to like grow up. You know what I mean? I grew up, and I think Daryl helped me with that as well. He pointed on little things on the ice, what I can do better, what's going to make me better defenseman. And I was just listening to him and then doing that last year. And I think I did a good job through these two years learning from what he wanted me to do for sure. One more. Um, what's, what's the biggest the biggest thing you learned, whether life or hockey? What's the biggest lesson you took away from the past nine months here? Oh, I don't know. It's it's a kind of need a bottle of vodka and then we can talk about that for an hour. It's a great that's a crazy question. Yeah, it's a life question. Yeah, yeah. I can answer it. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. That's Flames defenseman Nikita Zadorov. Just the ending part uh, of his uh, media availability at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome this afternoon. Uh, We're going to take as much of it live for you as possible. They've been busy all morning long. Uh, Any of the ones that we can't get to you live, uh, we've got recorded, ready to go, and uh, we'll bring them to you throughout the rest of the afternoon. That's what Sportsnet today. And Flames Talk is going to be all about locker cleanout day at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome uh, is underway. Lots of interesting quotes to get to from so a lot of veteran players that have gone already. We'll discuss them all uh, throughout the afternoon. We're going to get in a quick break. 
hopefully get you some more live content from the Scotiabank Sound Dome as we continue, uh, especially just in Sportsnet today. Locker cleanout day for the Calgary Flames. It's live right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on the home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Yeah, Sportsnet Today continues. We're live in the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios, a special edition of the show today. It is Flames Locker Cleanout Day at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Started earlier this morning, continues into the afternoon. We'll bring you as much live coverage as we can. We just finished up with Peter Labardius last segment. Also, uh, got the tail end of Nikita Zadorov's media availability, but the likes of Pullman, Tanev, Backlund, Lindholm, Weger, all of those names uh, and more coming your way as the afternoon goes on. And that's going to be our focus. Uh, lots of interesting comments so far. Zadorov, who just finished up not long ago. Of course, these are always, you know, interesting times to to hear from guys about their futures and signing contract extensions in the offseason. Zadorov, who's entering a final year of his contract, says he'd be very opening to signing a contract and extension uh, with Calgary. Uh, quote, I told my wife, I'd like to be a Calgary Flame forever. Uh, and that's uh, big news from the Flames perspective, and that's been a, a lot of the topics is um, a lot of guys with uncertain futures, the UFA crop next year, of course, who are all eligible to sign extensions, got asked about it today, and uh, including Michael Backlund, who had a bit more of a conservative approach, we'll say, to his answer. We'll hear from him uh, a little bit later on, but the likes of Tyler Toffoli uh, saying, yep, he'd be interested in re-signing in Calgary. Uh, we also heard from Rasmus Anderson saying that he's still to this day, dealing with the effects physically and mentally uh, of the accident that he suffered in Detroit uh, while on a scooter. You'll remember he was hit by a car, missed uh, a little bit of time with that, but says he's still dealing with the the pain mentally and physically from that and uh, maybe came back a little bit too soon but didn't want to, uh, to miss that time during a playoff push for the Calgary Flames. So we'll hear from Raz about that a little bit later on. Mackenzie Wieger. Spoke earlier as well, some highlights from him. You know, uh, one of the few players that have highlighted over the last couple of years here, you know, uh, the need for a new rink and how that may play into things from a player's standpoint coming to Calgary. He mentioned that. Also mentioned that he will play for Team Canada this summer. Uh, or I guess the spring is a better timeline for it uh, at the World Championships. He's the uh, first member that we've heard from the Flames that uh, we know are, are going there. So uh, Toffoli does have an invitation, but is pondering um, whether or not to accept it. So lots to get to on the on the show today. We'll chat, of course, lots of Calgary Flames. Uh, check out our social medias on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of them at Sportsnet960 for uh, the latest uh, quotes from Pat, who is live at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome, of course. Uh, getting you all this audio and getting us ready for what's uh, been a busy day uh, for the Calgary Flames on Locker Cleanout Day. Plus, of course, your uh, feedback is already coming in. 960-960, the fan feedback line always open to you. Uh, what was I going to say? Da, da, da. 
<laughs> Someone wants to argue. Uh, but that's fine. Uh, it's Texas 960960 says, mentally, come on, man. I've been hit by a car, crashed tons of motorbikes. It's get up and move on. Physically, it's way worse. Well, you're not everybody. Congratulations. Rass still has uh, some issues from it. He was on a scooter and got hit by a car. You or I weren't there and didn't see the severity or don't know the severity of it. So maybe let's just give the guy a cut the guy a break. He came back and played as soon as he was ready. Who cares if he says he's he's not feeling mentally recovered from it? That's probably a, a fairly scary incident for the guy who has a kid at home, who has a significant other at home. I don't, I don't think we need to be crapping on guys' mental states after a pretty serious accident like that. Uh, news from around the NHL. While we uh, continue to uh, to wait on the next set of players to speak live at the Scotiabank Saddledome, uh, cleaning house in Philadelphia this after in, in Pittsburgh, excuse me, this afternoon uh, with Philly Connections. Uh, the front office getting cleaned out by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Former president of hockey operations here in Calgary, Brian Burke. GM Ron Hextall and assistant GM Chris Pryor have all been released by uh, their duties. Of course, it's the first year in 18, it was 16 seasons or 18, I think it was 16, that Sidney Crosby would not be in the postseason. Of course, uh, this management group betting big on bringing back the likes of Malkin and Latang on uh, big dollar tickets and uh, did not work out. And it has cost Brian Burke, Ron Hextall, and assistant GM Chris Pryor, their jobs with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Longest streak in North American professional sports. 17 years for the Penguins. Yeah. And it's a long time. 17 years. That's Sid, pretty good. Sid was a kid. That's almost as old as I am. Yeah, Sid was a kid when he was making the playoffs for the first time. It was 14. In 2006? <laughs> I don't know. Don't tell the text line that. <laughs> A couple of people that will have to resend some texts. Uh, and in Anaheim, while the blue or while the Ducks finished with the best lottery odds at selecting first overall this season and might have done their future a lot of good, uh, their head coach will not be along to see it going forward. Dallas Aikens. Former Oilers coach has uh, been informed that they will not renew his contract in Anaheim. He is out, and if Connor Bedard does wind up uh, as a member of the Anaheim Ducks, it will not be with Dallas Aikens as uh, his head coach. And a disappointing year for the St. Louis Blues has them making a couple changes behind the bench, not with their head coach, but with assistant coaches Craig McTavish and Mike Van Ryan. They have both been relieved of their duties and will not return behind the bench for the St. Louis Blues. So that's a bit of what's going on uh, around the NHL on what's a busy day, of course, uh, NHL regular season coming to an end tonight. Just got to finish off a couple of playoff matchups in the West, figure out who Colorado is playing um, in the West as everything else got settled in the East last night. Uh, that Predators and Avalanche game goes at 6 o'clock tonight, and then we'll get a good answer as to also where the Calgary Flames will head into uh, the offseason as far as their draft position. That will get figured out tonight as well. Let's head back to the Scotiabank Saddle from earlier today. We will uh, potentially jump out of this if we get some live reaction, but we'll uh, 
hear from uh, at least one of the duos that's come up and spoken earlier today. Let's start with Elias Lindholm and Mackenzie Weger. Two very important pieces of the Calgary Flames going forward. Of course, Lindholm uh, with one year left on his contract, his future uh, brought up in this conversation. Mackenzie Weger with some interesting comments about the Scotiabank Saddledome and uh, just his general thoughts on his first year as a member of the Calgary Flames. Here's Elias Lindholm and Mackenzie Weger a little earlier on from the Scotiabank Saddledome on locker cleanout day for the Calgary Flames. You know, throughout the year, uh, at least at the beginning of the year, uh, Brad and, and Daryl kind of mentioned the goal was to kind of make the playoffs considering how tough uh, the division might look. But also at the end of the year, Rasmus kind of mentioned that no one in the locker room had more expectations thrust than on you guys. Um, obviously, if you're playing, you're going to win the Cup every year. You're trying to win the Cup every year. How would you describe the expectations for this season at the beginning of the year, even though you had all those changes in the offseason? I, I guess both of you guys can take the question. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, expectations are, I don't, they're kind of almost made up in a sense. I think obviously our team's great. Um, I think obviously the media hypes up a lot of expectations, but um, I think in the group and obviously, like you said, Ross spoke about it, high expectations. It, it's because we know what kind of group we have in that room and, you know, all the players in that room. And, um, you know, like you said, Brad and Daryl, before the season wants to make playoffs, I think, the goal is to win. It's not just to make playoffs, it's to win the Cup. So, um, obviously, disappointing the expectations weren't matched. Um, but I think, you know, when we evaluate it over the summer, I think we have to come back with the same expectations just to win the Cup. Elias, would you consider uh, opening contract talks about an extension here? Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, <laughs> I got one more year and, and you know, I'll, you know, kind of look, uh, look at at it that way, and, and uh, you know, um, you know, got one more year, and and that's all I can say. Did you feel that maybe part of the? Because the team was so close in points, and there were a lot of one-goal games. Is there a lot more? Could have, would have, should have today. Do you spend time thinking about the points you got away today? There's uh, been a lot of thinking. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, you know. You look back at it, then you could have won that game, or you could have taken that point there, or that post could have gone in and stuff like that. But you know, at the end of the day, it's uh, it's just the way it goes sometimes. And and uh, obviously, overall, we weren't good enough to 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 be in the playoffs, and and that's just simple. Um, there's sort of two stats that stand out: 81 posts and crossbars, and but also I think this team ranks second in the league in missed shots. Um, so when you look at those two, like what's the breakdown of bad luck versus lack of execution? Yeah, yeah, I don't even know. Honestly, it's uh, I think uh, you know, like I said, you're looking back at the season, and, and uh, every time you miss the playoffs, you're looking back at the if you won that game or or stuff like that. And and if I was you know more dialed in and and you know put that puck in the net and stuff like that and. Uh, but like I said, it's just end of the day we weren't good enough to 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 be in the playoffs, and and obviously it's disappointing. That's great. Um, I think just the system, different system than I'm used to. Um, but there was no real big adjustment with Daryl. I thought um, it was just me trying to find my game uh, at the beginning of the year. I think it was more comfortability. Um, but then after I got settled here and. Um, 
you know, found some chemistry with the guys and, you know, made more friendships. I thought, you know, my game kind of excelled and took off. But I don't think um, there was no too big of adjustment, Daryl. Mackenzie, was there an adjustment off the ice in moving from one head coach to another as well in the approach that the head coach had? Yeah, I I think the off ice was just myself. It had nothing to do with Daryl or the coaches. I think I just needed to find my way in Calgary. Um, It was a huge you know, change for me coming from Florida to here. And um, I don't think I, I didn't, I don't think I saw it was going to be that big of a change when I first got here. I thought it was just going to be, you know, smooth. And, but it was, it was a difficult change for sure. And um, once I got settled, I thought, you know, my game was better. At what point in the season did you start to feel comfortable? Um, Probably around Christmas time, uh, just after Christmas. And then obviously all-star break, um, you know, kind of went away f- from here a bit and then came back. And um, I thought after that, I, I settled and got more comfortable here. Elias, when you when you say, you know, one year left and we'll see what happens, what would need to happen for you to consider staying beyond that year? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not July 1st yet and, and uh, haven't talked and, and haven't thought about it. It's just season just ended and, and we missed the playoffs. So it's just disappointing. Talked about as <laughs> <laughs> you've said a couple times that the team just wasn't good enough to make the playoffs do you think that if you ran it back next year with basically the same group um, you know, it would get better and you guys could be contenders as, as this team's built currently yeah I think you know uh, last season I felt like we were just right there uh, uh, and this season obviously we lost two, two really good players but brought in uh, really good players as well. So I felt like we had a good shot again. But, uh, you know, I think I think we are we have a good group in there. Uh, we have a really good team. Um, just didn't figure it out this season. Uh, just, uh, but I think we have a, a, a group that could make some damage in the playoffs. You've been here for a while, and it's been sort of one year on, one year off. Do you have any idea why it's been, been that way? Uh, not really. I I don't have a good answer for that. I think uh, you know it's disappointing every time you miss the playoffs, and and uh, you know especially a year like this where we felt like we had a good good uh, you know good group and and uh, really good players and and could make uh, make a, a run. But uh, you know uh, there's uh, this is the NHL and it's uh, a lot of good teams. Touch on it, but just when you think about everything that went into this year, maybe the last few years, what, how would you say your level of frustration is right now? Yeah, this year was probably the most frustrated year since, like we talked about earlier. It's um, you know we we're uh, had a really you know we're right there last year and, and brought in lost some players and brought in some good players and. And felt like we had a good chance, and and uh, so it's uh, so it's like tough when, when uh, you know you miss opportunity like this. Was it, was it a fun environment here? It seemed a lot of the time, you know, the players and maybe there wasn't a ton of joy. Like, was it was it sort of a fun place to come to work every day this season? Well, I think we need a new rink. Maybe that'll help. Um, you know, I think the Saddle Dome's obviously got some character, but. Um, Maybe a couple updates will make it a little bit better, but I think for the guys and the teammates, we have fun together for sure. Um, I had lots of great 
times with the boys this year and um, lots of good memories and um, you know it's a frustrating year but looking back on the year you know I had a you know I didn't want it then I had a great time with a lot of guys I, I don't think losing's losing's not fun um, there was some times this year where we lost and you know coming to the rink after a loss is, is never fun no matter what team you play for but um, coming to the rink I had a great time teammates like you were on the same page you were a group of men that that wanted to win for each other your tight-knit group yeah absolutely um I don't see why anybody wouldn't wouldn't want to win for each other I thought we have a great group of guys in there um especially you know coming here and not knowing anybody um everybody was great they treated me great um and a lot of you know great friends I made a lot of great friends this 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 season this is your first year playing without Johnny Gaudreau and, and Matthew Gachuk on your line, and obviously Tyler Toffoli worked out on your right, but you had so many different left-wingers. They tried Jonathan Huberto on the left, and Dylan Dubé on Rizicka had some time. What was it like having all of that change on your left-hand side on the first line? No, I mean, it's... I feel like, you know, there's not many, many seasons you, you find a, a line that stays together for, uh, you know, most of the year, so... I think, uh, you know, obviously we, um, last season playing with a line for, for that long, it's, uh, it's rare. And um, usually you find a guy, and, and me and Toph had, had some good, uh, good chemistry. And, you know, I feel like, you know, every team has, like, two guys that, and then the, the, the third, third guy is on a little rotation. So, you know, it's, uh, I'm used to it, so it's, it's fine. Kenzie, you guys finished second in the league in shots for, third in shots against, and as with your plus shot differential, the highest by a non-playoff team in NHL history. Mm-hmm. Why didn't that formula work for you guys? Um, I guess we just didn't score. Um, I guess when I look back on my season, um, I guess there's been I can look back on a lot of chances I had that I wish I you know would have went in into the net. I think we just. Like you said, there's a bunch of records that we broke this year on the bad side. Um, but maybe we can, you know, adjust that next year. And, uh, you know, we'll come on the better end. And I think a lot of guys, you know, would say that they just wish they scored a lot more. We got a lot of good chances this year. That was Mackenzie Weger and Elias Lindholm earlier on in the Scotiabank Saddledome on Locker Cleanup Day for the Calgary Flames. Where we're going to return to the Saddledome live right now. Hear from Andrew Mangiapane speaking to the media live in the Ed Whalen Media Lounge. Undecided right now. Uh, uh, I, I don't know yet, I guess. <laughs> what do you remember from the beginning of the season when you guys won your first five of six games? Um, nothing, right? Yeah, we won the kind of, yeah, it was good that we kind of, I guess, won and everything like that. But, uh, yeah, you need to have a good start, right? And um, you needed to kind of keep that going, right? Um, it's a long season, right? So uh, those every game's kind of important, obviously. And uh, you saw that kind of coming down the stretch where, you know, we kind of uh, should have won games kind of earlier and we wouldn't have kind of been in this kind of position at the end, right? But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, right? Last season, everything, at least from the outside looking in, looked easy for you guys. Yeah. Scoring goals, making saves, winning games. From the outside looking in this season, it looked like it was pretty much the polar opposite. Did it feel that way for you? Yeah, I'd say uh, a little bit, right? Um, yeah, again, like I felt, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of, it was there for us, right? It was just, I don't know what it was, right? It was 
we were making plays. Um, we'd be in close games all the time, right? We just couldn't find that kind of big goal, big save, uh, whatever, whatever it was that we needed at the time. Whether it was the, you know, we need a goal on the power plays, things like that, right? And uh, like you said, yeah, last year. Every time we needed a big play, it happened. And uh, this year, every time we needed a big play to happen, it really kind of didn't for us. Do you believe that there's more potential with this core group of players than maybe what we saw this season? Yeah, I'd say so, right? Um, obviously, it was a kind of down year for, you know, uh, I'd, I'd say the our team, right? I, I think we have a great group of guys in there and a great team. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it is disappointing, but I, I do believe that, you know, that we should be in the playoffs and then we we uh, should be there kind of with this team right um you know it's it's tough to kind of obviously get in and everything like that and it's easy for kind of us to say that we should be in or whatever but uh again you know they've got a good group of guys and you know everybody wants to win and everybody wants to do well so uh i think um you know i th think next year hopefully it'll be different for us you, you had a pretty special experience, obviously, at Worlds. And so I, I think a lot of people would say you know, he'd be a guy that would want to go again right away. Yeah. Understanding it's all about the Stanley Cup. What makes you undecided on that part? Is it injury? Is it family? Um, is no, it? just haven't really even kind of gave it that much uh, thought, I'd say, yet. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, Worlds was kind of great for, for me. Uh, two seasons ago or never was right and uh but yeah it's just uh you know you want to kind of be in the in the in the playoffs and you want to be uh playing for the stanley cup right so um just kind of see where that kind of goes i guess with uh worlds earlier today rasmus let us know he's still dealing with a back injury a lingering effect of the accident in detroit how have you seen him battle trying to help this team get in the playoffs and what do you remember of him in the days that followed the accident uh yeah no he's still he's gonna milk everything uh, don't don't believe everything from him no, right you know you want your sympathy okay no no he's a no he's a great uh great person but no it's um a little it was a little scary there I, I know for for me right but uh yeah he's been a he's a I don't want to give his head too big here but no he's been a great uh, yeah I know but it's been a great great guy great person right but uh, the way he kind of battled and uh, played kind of um with his uh, kind of injuries kind of all the rest of the way i guess right it's a uh, it's a uh, great for him right um you know hopefully you now he'll get some rest and uh, heal those bumps and bruises it seemed like last season the group was extremely tight off the ice and it seemed like just a big group of friends i think was that vibe similar this season or was it a little bit different no i'd say it's, it was a uh, pretty similar um I think uh, you know we we're still majority of the the, the same guys here. Uh, we got a few new guys, and you know they're good people, and they came in and and, and I think uh, gelled well with kind of everybody, right? So um, yeah, I'd say that the the vibe was still still good and everything. This team showed up in the fall feeling so good about its chances. Does it feel like you're further away from the ultimate goal than you might have been then? Um. I, I I guess because we're not kind of in the playoffs, but I, I, I feel that, uh, like I said earlier, we got a good team, right? And uh, for whatever reason this year, just kind of didn't click. We didn't get the big goal, big save, 
big uh, big play that we kind of needed in the in those tight games, right? Uh, we were in so many of them, and it was uh, just kind of couldn't seal the deal, right? And um, don't know what it was or why or how or anything like that, but um, yeah, I, I still kind of believe in this group and uh, believe in this team. Disappointment aside, are, are there ways that you know to use that, you know, that maybe in the long run it can really benefit this group moving forward, having gone through something like this or a year like this? Yeah, I think uh, you know when uh, this this type of kind of things happen, you got to kind of learn from it, right? Obviously, no one wants to kind of be in this uh, situation and. Um, and it is disappointing, but uh, yeah, we have to learn from it, and we got to get better, and that's uh, that's how we got to look at it. Okay, thanks very much. Thank, Thank you. Thanks, Thanks. 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 There you go. That is Flames forward Andrew Mangiapane live from the Scotiabank Saddledome. Flames locker room cleanout continues on this Friday. We'll take a break. Come back on the other side. Continuing coverage right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan.